0: What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 257 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Uh, You guys know I normally go into like a little spiel on everything, but there's just so much to do tonight. So I am just going to get right into the read and get rolling with things. Everybody, go roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing tasting, high-octane power-packed fuel that will get you through the day all day every day I need it let me tell you like I have been so busy I have needed some angry brew uh, when you need a power up a reach for angry brew coffee with a punch use code LAPT L-A-P-P-E-D at checkout get 10% off your order all right business is done ladies and gentlemen joining me on the line making his 10th appearance on the show 7th for the J-Ski shows uh, welcome back Dustin Albino Dustin Albino Austin, what's up, man? How are you? Is that
1: a milestone or
0: something? Number I, 10? I well, so number 10 is kind of a milestone. There's not uh there's not many people that have hit that milestone. Let's see here. Uh hold on. Let's <laughs> let's see who's made it through 10. Uh we've got uh let's see, let me hit the guest list here. Uh the PETM podcast has been on 20 times. The Orange Cone 18. Jeff Striegel, 18, Rick Brenner, uh, 11, and you are solely at number 10. So look at that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Riddick is behind you with nine. Cole Custer with seven. NASCAR Chasm with seven. Matt Tift with six. So yeah, I mean, that's that's
1: pretty good. Sounds like I'm in some good company there. You are in
0: some good (laughs) company. So yeah, I've so I've challenged the orange cone and Jeff Striegel, who are both at 18. That number 20 needs to be in person. So uh oh. maybe you know when we get to 20, maybe we can do it at a track or something. And they're coming to the studio. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get jayski to to fly you out here. We'll find some reason for it. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm doing great. I'm and, you know we haven't done this in a couple of months. So I'm ready to talk some racing. Um, a lot, a lot. Lots happened. The Olympics have happened. So we had the break. Um, but yeah, we're setting up in the postseason, you know, the cup season, the truck postseason's underway and next many seasons, the postseason's about to begin.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. Uh, it, it's nuts. It's it's crazy. Uh, we were talking before we got started. The last time on
1: was July 6th. Like, and here we it are midway through September, man. So, July 6th would have been right after Road America. So, yeah, a, lot, a lot's happened since then in, in the world of NASCAR. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, all right. Well, let, let's start with this,
0: man. Uh, everybody knows that we're some diehard wrestling fans. And, we are. And, and, and <laughs> some stuff has gone down over at AEW, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, uh, all over at Adam. AEW, man. What, what did you think? With CM Punk.
1: Don't forget about Adam Cole, baby. Oh, Adam Cole, baby! Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. So at heart, and I feel like you might be the same way, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I'll always be like a WWE first kind of guy. Only because they've been around my entire life. And until two years ago, there was no competition. And now even until I would say earlier this year, really, there was no competition, but now there's some competition. So um with AEW getting CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, they're making a huge splash. Um, and it's fun to watch. I mean, it's one of the best shows of the four, I think, every week. I think SmackDown's probably the best, most consistent every week. But I would throw AEW right in there, right in to get you know those three names on top of everybody else that they got Jericho, Moxley. I mean, it's it's a stacked lineup, and they got the best men's roster right now. Of all all brands. So um I'm going to an AEW show here in a couple of weeks in Rochester. So I'm super excited. That's awesome. Um, so
0: I'm I'm I am one hundred percent with you. WWE loyalists, like even back during, you know, the original Monday Night Wars, I watched Monday Night Raw and I'd read the dirt sheets about what was going yeah. on, on on WCW. Like I felt like I was cheating on WWE if I would have, yeah. have watched WCW. And you know, going through it's like all right. I picked the right winner, like because I stayed in the <laughs> WWE, right? And now I'm at this at this turning point where you know a lot of fans don't even know what the Monday Night Wars were unless they you know watch documentaries on it or you know whatever. And I, looking back, it's like man, AEW's great. Like they've got great talent. They've got the the right mindset on on giving you wrestling and entertainment, not just the entertainment side of things. But it's like they're doing the same thing WCW did, and that was just resign <laughs> all of the people that WWE released, and it's like, you know, are we going to have another you know two to five year run of competition, and and you know what, what's going to happen? Like, so that's exciting to have that that debate and to to see what's going on. I was a diehard CM Punk fan. I loved what he did. I loved mm-hmm. what he brought. I loved his, you know, his interviews are great. Like, you know, he's, he's able to, to, to bring it. And I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Like I wasn't watching AEW beforehand. I, I watched that episode. I've wa- you know, and I've caught a couple, like, you know, I'm, I'm bought in. I'll be honest. I'm, I wasn't, I, I never bought into the Daniel Bryan hype, to be honest with you. Like that really? WrestleMania run was cool. Um, you know? But I'm just I I I just something for it. I just never really got behind him all that much. Uh, I'm gonna be really curious if they bring in uh, Bray Wyatt, the fiend, in some capacity.
1: Yeah, you hit on a lot there. But I think AEW does have longevity. I think I think we'll see it last more than three to five years on on like you know TNT with with um, WCW. I think it has longevity, and CM Punk, like he's, he, like you said, he's always kind of been a rebel. So, and I think that's, you know, that suits his style. AEW is right up his alley, and I think there is no way, there is no way he was gonna. I think the better story would him be come back to WWE, but there's no way I could see it happening. Um, Although it seems like they, you know, Fox. you, re- you mentioned the dirt sheets. I still read the dirt sheets. Um, yep. <laughs> it sounds like Fox <laughs> tried to push to get CM Punk, you know, after his deal with Fox a couple of years ago So yep. on WWE yep. backstage. Um, I was bummed to see Adam Cole leave, I'll be honest. And I get that a lot of his close friends are management at AEW, like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, et cetera. But, oh, he's, in his, he's not even at his prime yet. No, he's, he's not so good.
0: No, you he's know, so good. I, I hope they just keep the right mix. You know, I think one of the things that that faulted W. I mean, there were a lot of things that faulted WCW, but I think one thing that they they ended up starting to do was they they recycled all of their old stuff and they recycled feuds that were already done in WWF, WWE at yeah. the time. You know, they gave us. Macho Man and Hogan how many times in WCW, you know, (laughs) they started to give us, you know, Ric Flair and Sting over, you know, AEW has the ability to to keep it fresh with not doing that, not recycling those feuds. And so as long as they give us, you know, chris jericho and you know not daniel Bryan. okay cool then then it can stay fresh and relevant if they give us cm punk versus whomever uh you know kenny omega great you know that stuff we haven't seen and that's what i think will help keep them relevant
1: and i think i think you're right on that and i think i mean like i said the men's roster specifically the women's roster they i mean Britt baker's a star but besides that they haven't really made anybody yet i would i would argue um from the AEW standpoint but on the men's side there's i mean a multitude of talent you could there's so many dream matchups that you could have yes but i do worry that you know some of the stuff for instance like cm punk right now last week you know as we're recording this he started a rivalry with taz's group and that's been all like a a, they've been meshing and and going at it for months now and it's just gone nowhere so i kind of worry about that for cm punk but uh I'm excited. I mean, it looks like Omega, Brian, that's the dream match. Um, is going to be the next title, you know, the match for the title. So I don't know. I, there's a lot of dream matches that could come out of AEW. And and unfortunately, you know, WWE put themselves in this place to a degree now that I'm and, and Brian per se, but they've released so many good talent over the last 18 months. And it's, I think it's going to come bite him in the ass. I, I, I don't see how it can.
0: I mean, you know, How many times are you going to give us, you know, Edge and and Randy Orton? How many times are you going to give us, you know, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Now, granted. although that's
1: that's fresh. And and I never thought it could be.
0: It's it's fresh because Brock's reinvented himself. I love I love what they did with Paul Heyman on Friday night with like, you know, making it look like he knew like that
1: was that was good. (laughs) That was good. From start to finish that might have been the best show like, you know, TV show of Smackdown in in years. I yes. mean, that was so good. So yes, good. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I am with you there for sure. Uh all right, uh th- th- there's the wrestling stuff. I'm excited. <laughs> well, we should we'll, start a wrestling we'll, podcast. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um <laughs> baseball, man. Uh winding up regular season Ugh. here in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, Tigers did better than expected, but you know, no, no, no surprises since we last talked. I mean, Miguel Cabrera <laughs> got his 500th yeah. home, win, or home run. That's that's about it.
1: Um, you it's know, it's painful over here, it man. Is, it the is. Yankees the Yankees went on a 12, 13 game winning streak, and then since then they're like four and ten or something. I yeah. guess yeah. they fall off a cliff here recently. So they went from being out of the playoffs to four games, five games of the good, and now they're tied for the second wild card. So. Yeah. I mean, I think evidently, you know, they got 18 games left. I think they'll get in, but they ain't catching the race. So it'll be a wild
0: card. Yeah, no, I, I feel you there. Uh, college football, man. Some cool things on my front as a Big Ten Michigan fan. Uh, 2-0, and looked really good, run games good, all that. Uh, how's, how's your college football fan? <laughs>
1: yeah Syracuse so it's not never good <laughs> Basketball for, right around the corner <laughs> I got season tickets so I'm excited for that um yeah yeah football I mean we lost the Ruggers over the weekend Ruggers has been terrible for like a decade now um but so is Syracuse outside right. of 2018 so yeah, we probably shouldn't talk college football.
0: <laughs> well, it's, and hey, I mean, and then there's always the lions that do lions things. They get down sure. thirty-eight to to three and a half, and and come Yikes. back to within, you know, a, a, a touchdown with with a last-minute
1: drive. Don't pull it off. They, who uh, would they play? Because I was totally out of the loop on Sunday. Uh, San Francisco. Got it. Yeah. yeah, I was traveling back from Richmond. So I was totally out of the loop. Oh, that's right. Yes. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's roll into that Good huh? transition. Yeah. Boom. It's
0: like, you know, what's going on? How, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the actual racing and, and, and all of that. But how was the trip itself?
1: Yeah, the trip itself. I mean, this is I think my seventh time to Richmond, and the facilities upgraded so much, even just in the last few years. Um, and they totally redid the infield in twenty eighteen, I think twenty nineteen. And they what they did was is they pretty much got they only have the cup garage now, so it kind of makes it really difficult when for the Xfinity series, like like this past Saturday when there's a double header, because they got to get all the xfinity series cars out of the track bring all the haulers into the track that were out of the track because i mean richmond's only three quarters of a mile so it logistically it doesn't the double hunter didn't make sense but i tell you what saturday was a long day i got to the track i think at nine ish maybe a little before nine and i didn't leave till after one so yeah yeah, That's it, a was, long it was day. a long one.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I, I went to Richmond uh, for this pl- for the playoff race back in 2019. And yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful track, uh, you know, yep. had that old school feel to it still. Uh, yep. But yeah, they, they redid a lot of cool stuff in the garage with like that. um The walkway for the fans, you know, to be able to get into the garage without garage access, if you will, like
1: that was brand new. I think it might have that might have been the first race with it or maybe it was maybe it was the spring race. That would probably make sense. So it was the spring of 2019, but obviously they didn't get to use it last year. And, you know, they didn't get to use it in the spring either because fans weren't allowed in the garage. So it was good to see fans. And there was a lot of fans at the track. Oh, my God, the Xfinity race uh, was huge turnout. And obviously the doubleheader helped with that, you sure. know, having the cup race. Yeah, so,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: and then the pre-race stuff was excellent with 9-11 remembrance. Oh, um, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was just just a good, I guess, day at the track. I went to the track on Friday for the modified race. Um, as, as like a spectator, I sat in the grandstand with a friend, so... That, as always, the modifieds put on a hell of a show, no matter where they are, uh, and Ryan Priest got the win there. So, um, yeah, it was great, great weekend at the track, and I'm super excited to get Charlotte here in about a month, a little Excellent. under a month. Excellent.
0: Uh, all right, well, we're, we're 15 minutes in, and Scott would probably be mad we haven't talked about J-Ski yet. So, what's uh, <laughs> what's, what's going
1: on over there, man? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the grind of the year. We're having the schedule come out tomorrow as we record this. Um, the L.A. announcement's coming out tonight. So a lot of stuff's happening. We're about to get busy. Silly season. I mean, there's a couple of Xfinity news today with Sheldon Creed and Justin Allgaier. Um, you know, I guess Allgaier returning, Creed moving up from trucks to Xfinity next year. So it's we're getting in the grind. Silly season. I feel like it's about to really pick up, even though, you know, there's been a lot of announcements since the last time we spoke, including Kozlowski even though that was the worst kept secret in the garage in right. <laughs> um, the Kurt Bush. That was the second worst kept secret in the garage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we got a lot of good content coming up. Got Josh Williams article coming out tomorrow. Um, it's a good week for that because he's actually on the Dale junior download this week too. Uh, and after the race on Saturday, he came up to Dell Jr. after Dell Jr.'s media obligations were done, and they just had a moment because they raced the hell out of each other for nineteenth place for like twenty laps in the opening run in Saturday's race. It was really good racing, and I think Josh Williams. I mean, he's got to take advantage of every opportunity he gets because Dale Jr. is going to be on TV. So you right. might as well race the you might as well race the guy hard because you're going to be on TV. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's exactly what he did. I love it. So. Yeah, we got that piece coming out. I have a Noah Graxton piece I'm working on, kind of a playoff preview. Um, that'll be coming out next week. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff in the works at J-Ski, and I can't believe it's been almost a year that I've been there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, we, that's something else we were talking about before we we got started here was just that you're coming up on, uh, you know, one full season in the books over there, which is, which is really cool. Uh, I, I'm excited and happy that that's worked out for you. Uh, and and that uh, you know able to make that next step in your career and really and be with a with a great great place like Ski. I I know they've been uh you know big supporters of the show which is great I'm glad we were able to do this maybe not as many times as we thought we were going to get to but uh life. hey you know <laughs> life yes yeah, season's not over and all that but no man I'm I'm very I'm so excited and happy for you with that that that's all worked out for you
1: It's cool because like when I when I went to JSC, I wanted to make sure I could still do original content, and then I could still go to the track. Because honestly, they hadn't been to, a, they hadn't covered a race in like eight or ten years before yeah. I got here, and so they were kind of like hidden faces. Like nobody knew who they were, and yet they're still the you know one of the most popular sites out there that covers NASCAR. Everyone is kids. I feel like you and I went to that site to get all of our news. You got it. And so, yeah, it's cool when you have drivers or people in the sport come up to you and be like, oh, it's cool to see Jace at the track. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm cool, telling cool you,
0: we've got to get Scott, uh, you guys got to get a T-shirt out. You guys would make a killing <laughs> off a ski t-shirt, man. You it's you know, g- got to get a J-Ski I shirt out there, man. I, like, I'll help like, with that, man. I'll help. I, I like your
1: line of thinking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,
0: all right. Well, uh there there's your 18-minute intro, which is a little longer than my normal 5 to 6, but uh, you know, Dustin and I oops Dustin and I, <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> Dustin and I we're going to get into, you know, all of the racing from this past weekend. Uh have some fun with a little Uh, Silly Season stuff as well and then uh, we'll we'll let Dustin get on his way and uh, we got Aaron Studwell later in the show with uh, a little Michigan football breakdown, as well as the weather for this weekend at Bristol. I've got your lucky dog and lap down picks, and uh, of course some lap traffic fantasy to close this thing out. So, uh, without further ado, Dustin, you're ready to kick this thing off. Let's talk a little racing this past weekend. Uh, like you mentioned, we had the doubleheader on Saturday. We had the Xfinity guys early in the afternoon. Noah Gregson picking up back-to-back wins. Um, is, is Noah like just the, the new Tony Stewart where he's just hitting on all cylinders here late in the, uh, the regular season for them?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I have a story coming out pretty much about this. Um, even though it was planned before Noah's hot, nice. regardless <laughs> one way or the other, it was coming out as a playoff preview. Um, so yeah, good timing on, on his part to make me look good, but yeah, <laughs> but Noah, I mean, Noah's a guy that the highs are high and the lows are really low and no matter if it's his confidence, momentum, whatever it is. And six of the first 13 races this year, he DNF'd it for whatever reason. There's a few crashes, a few parts failures. Phoenix, for instance, I know the team was frustrated. Dave Ellens was telling me today, the crew chief, that they went there and they were going to try something. And then a few laps in, they blew an engine. So you can't try anything when you're in the garage. right? So, yeah, I think, you know, the talent's there. I think everyone saw Noah's talent and then maybe questioned it a little bit when he didn't have all the success at KBM as maybe his teammates like Christopher Bell or when Kyle was in there. And even if you compare him to like John Hunter Nemechek this year, like John Hunter Nemechek won five races this year, five or six in KBM equipment. So I think this is big for Noah that he's gotten two victories and had it not been for Kansas last year, he would have been in the championship race. Uh, He had six top three finishes last year. The only one was Kansas and he just barely missed it on points. And then ultimately, you know, as everyone can recall, the Texas deal where he was leading on the final lap and John and uh Harrison Burton made up like a half second and passed him clean. So uh yeah, I think I think Noah's deemed poised for a for a long run in the playoffs. I I'd fully expect him. And I even said this, you know, we broke it down earlier in the year. He was one of my picks to go to the final four, and I, I still fully, fully believe that. Absolutely. Um, you
0: know when we're talking about guys that are hitting on all cylinders and like we were just waiting for it to happen, you know, we got to bring up Daniel Hemrick because you know, yeah. it, it feels like, you know, back in July when we did it back in May, when we did a show, like <laughs> when's it coming? Cause we, we just feel like it's coming here. We are on the verge of just one more race to go in the regular season, uh, you know, and, and they're up there, they're fourth in points, uh, you know, not too many playoff points and still looking for that first win. Um, you know, do we still talk about them getting
1: that first win this year? It's an interesting case study because if you look at JGR this year, the 54 cars won a lot. Right. <laughs> and nobody else has won at all. So uh, Brandon Jones has had it. He's had a bad year statistically, but I think overall the performance has been okay he's got eight top fives but then he has 10 finishes of 33rd or worse so i mean it's it's not good on paper right you look at daniel hemrick and you know at the beginning of the year he was firing off top five after top five and you know the second in points for a lot of the year and then you know since i don't know june may it's kind of been just so so he probably should have won atlanta um which that would have been the race at the, the first race after our last taping and Kyle Bush moved him out of the way. Uh, you know, not on purpose, accidental for sure. But since then he's only had three top ten finishes and a, a DNF, a couple finishes of 30th or worse. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him just pop him and get a win. Nor Brandon Jones, same thing with Harrison Burton. But I'm not I'm not riding the JGR bandwagon going to the playoffs. I think they'll be I think they'll be lucky's not the right word, but they should be content. Intense, not the right word either. If they get one car into the final four, I think it's a good year. Sure. For I, it's not a good year though, right? It's right. It's, I guess I'm struggling to come up with the words, but it's for how they've done this year. I think they'll be lucky to get one car in the final four.
0: Well, you know, I I think we all expected Austin Sendrick to do what Austin sendrick has gone out and done. Um, I yeah. think we expected Colic Racing to do what they were going to do. Maybe a little bit more of a split between. A.J. Allmendinger and Justin Haley, um, you know, I, I think Dinger's just, you know, come out guns a-blazin' and you know, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm kind of surprised And the same token as far as the races that he's won, the dominance that he's gone out and won them, uh, and the year they've had. I mean, you know, two less wins than Austin Sindrick, uh, less playoff points, but you know, a few more from a regular standings perspective, he's in first. Uh, I I was not expecting AJ Almendinger to be sitting first in the points uh, one race to go in the regular season.
1: And this is a good battle too, because we're going to Bristol, where I would probably favor Almendinger because of his experience. They both obviously got a great road course background, which could probably translate to Bristol, translates to most road courses. And it's a five-point battle. And this has been – you know, if Austin Cedric didn't have two bad races in a row at Michigan and Daytona, this this wouldn't be a battle at all. However, there was a ninety nine point swing in those two races. That's huge that's when he can only gain when he can only gain one hundred and twenty points in those two races. That's un, unbelievable. You don't see that with the two top guys. Um, so for for Almondinger, like I expected him to run well. I thought he'd probably get to the final four this year um or at least contend for the final four because last year you know Kali got a car in the final four but if you look at it realistically justin haley is probably the fourth car that most people would say could win that championship that's not the case this year uh you got i think justin haley who could make a run jeb burton i'm not sold on um even though he's got the one at talladega but Almondinger, i mean it would be a disappointment if he don't make it to uh to phoenix so i'm, I'm with you yeah, I'm I'm not surprised, but or taken back by his success. But colleague, colleague's having a good a good stretch here over the last couple of months, including the Indy Road Course winning cup. So, um, yeah, it's it's been cool to kind of see the the evolution of colleague over the last five years, and obviously Absolutely. going cup race and going cup racing next year. So, um, yeah, I think I think as well as Gregson, I think Almeninger's poised for a deep run. Absolutely, and and when you think about it too, you know, ten
0: points back in the uh, in the playoff points battles, if Dinger goes out and wins and maintains that first place, uh, in, in the standings, you know, now he's ahead of, of Sendrick when they reseed this thing. So.
1: Yeah. And every point as we've seen over the years matters yes. in the playoffs. And we're seeing it right now in the cup series, when you have Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch tied for the final spot going into Bristol. So, Yeah. I I would want all the playoff points that I can get. Yeah. Um, Speaking
0: of colleague, uh, you know, like you, you know, you said, we've seen them go on a tear uh, picking up cup wins, Xfinity wins. Have have you had a chance to do anything in depth as far as covering that team?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This year specifically or over the years? Over the years, whatever. Yeah. I've colleagues great. Like they're, I don't know how, if you've reached out for them, but um Yeah, they're very accommodating. Carly is great. Carly is fantastic. She is. She's She's very quick with her responses. Um, She's a fun personality, and she's always sets up everything, you know, when you want it, really, or when they're available. So, yeah, this year, I mean, I did a piece on Jeff Burton. This was back in February or March. It was right at the beginning of the year about him coming over to the team and kind of the background of how it came together. Uh, It was a cool little story there. Justin Haley, just about how. So this year, I I focused it on because every year for my Xfinity series columns, I love writing them and I like telling the stories and getting stories out of them that are different, unique from, you know, just your casual, you know, this guy's doing this this year and this guy's performing this well. So for Justin Haley, it was around May. It was May. Uh, I talked to him the morning of Darlington, um, the Xfinity race, and just kind of how you know he's running both really he's run full season, full time in both uh, series of this year and kind of how that set him, set him up for the future. And then evidently, obviously he's going full-time cup racing next year. And then recently I did one on Almondinger, and kind of, you know, how he's performed just about as good as he thought he would this year. This was prior to uh, the New Hampshire race. So he's won one or two races since then. But yeah, I mean, they're colleagues, a fun, fun story and I, th- I think they're going to surprise some people next year because I tell you what, man, Justin Haley is one of the best super speed racers in all of NASCAR over the last, like, two decades. Like, this dude is legit on super speedways.
0: I'm, I'm with you there. there that, that'd be hard to argue. Uh, all right, man, we are down to one to go here in the regular season. Uh, you know, kind of out uh, from a points bubble battle perspective, if you will. Uh, if, if you're looking at someone who's on the outside looking in, Uh, who's a long shot to maybe go steal one this weekend at Bristol.
1: Uh, I mean, if you want my real answer and boring answer, like nobody, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a reason why the 12, I don't know. Like Michael Annette was on track to be in the playoffs by quite a margin. Then he had his, you know, his injury. Yeah. And since, since coming back, it hasn't gone well and he's 66 points out. So you, I mean, it's a must win for everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess Annette, Annette, or Ryan Sieg. Right. But yeah.
0: It's, it's I, not, I wouldn't
1: count on it. I no, wouldn't bet on it. No, no.
0: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of betting, uh, we, we, we got Vegas <laughs> Talladega and the Roval round one for the Xfinity series. Uh, you know, we got a mile and a half super speedway and, and, in the road course at Charlotte, um, that could set up for some interesting battles is that's three unique racetracks that we're going to.
1: It definitely could. Um, de- all different tracks, obviously, and it's the same as the Cup, the second round of the Cup Series playoffs. And I like how the Cup and the Xfinity Series playoffs after this week are going to be the same essentially, because you know, there's they each have seven races left after this week. Um, but yeah, I, as far as like, I don't know if you want predictions, but yeah, sure, like, yeah. give them to me. I mean, I think I could see Jeremy Clements making it to the second round, and I say that because there is a road course you know, like a makeshift road course in the Roval and then a super speedway in the first round and a lot can happen. He's obviously one on a road course. Yeah. Um, so I can see him surprising some people and then names that could possibly miss the the second, I guess the second round. Uh, I, you know, I know we just talked about colleague, but maybe Jeb Burton of guys who have won this year that could yep. miss it. And then you never know because there are two wild cards really. I would, I mean, there are definitely two wild cards if they race in a monsoon, like they did last year at the Roval. Um, (laughs) well, I mean, between
0: what we know, what's what can happen and we've seen happen at Talladega and based on the cluster bleep we've seen at road courses this year, you know, you can be taken out just as easily in a road course this year as you could a super speedway
1: race. So, yeah, I mean, and look at Cindric. like if he has anyone, not just him, but anyone at the top, if you have two bad races like he did, you're out, you're done. Yeah, you got to, no matter the series, you got to avoid two bad races in a single round, unless you have a huge points buffer. And then you might, you might be able to get two mulligans. But again, I wouldn't count on that. So, yeah. Well, like Kyle um, Larson could probably have two bad just because the first round's so
0: good and maybe sneak his way into the round of 12. But once you get to the round of 12, you know, you have two bad, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So,
1: and then I don't know. I'm curious to see how the playoffs, go with the Xfinity series because you do have like Jeremy Clemens who points wise, I mean, right now he's ninth in the regular season points. If he can just maintain an eight point and a uh, seven and eight point gap on Brandon Jones and Riley Herbst, he's going to get playoff or uh, you know, a playoff or two playoff points for wherever he finishes in the regular season standings. And that's just an impressive 26 races for that team who has a handful of employees. They have a new crew chief this year with Mark Setzer and, um, it's just been impressive, and I know they've they've only got two top ten since May, but uh, they, they've definitely overachieved with a little, you know, the smaller budget this year. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man, let's, let's transition
0: over to the cup race Saturday night. Martin Truex Jr. going out, doing what Martin Truex Jr. does at Richmond, uh, picking up another win, uh, you know, didn't dominate, you know, the whole thing, but, you know, up there in the top 10, uh, you know, started, you know, up there as well. Um, you know, just, just a, well, a a consistent day for them.
1: He he would have dominated, I think, had he not got busted on the initial start of the race for beating Denny Hamlin to the line. Fair, fair, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <it's laughs> so I call. think
1: had had that not happened, I think <laughs> which is kind of a uh up up and down call. Like you can't Truex should know the rule as Hamlin was the control car, but uh I don't know if, if if the control car spins their tires right it's, i mean i know obviously the rule is on the initial start just the initial start you can't beat the leader of the line the control car but if you spin your tires like
0: yeah i don't I'll, know is
1: Trek supposed to slam on the brakes and wreck the field like right. I, I don't I think
0: yeah. you know that should be a judgment call by nascar i think to be able to look to see like you know did both have clean starts you know which obviously wasn't
1: the case so yeah but they there. called it so quickly like the first the first lap might not even have been over, and they'd already posted them. So, yep. uh, yeah, I don't. That's that's I I don't know. That's a judgment call, obviously, but it's it's a tough one to bite for Trix. Obviously, that hurt him because right, yeah. he came back and won the race. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> but in terms of dominating a race, and Truex has been dominant this year on 750 tracks. All four of his wins have come there. Um, And the the playoffs set up well for him should he get out of the round of 12. Now, in my, I picked him to win this weekend, this past weekend at Richmond. I also picked him to win at Darlington. But I don't have him getting out of the round of 12 because there's the two wild cards that we mentioned. And I don't like the way he's ran this year on 550 races, meaning Las Vegas. So um, he's got to get out of the round of 12. And if he does, I think he's bound for Phoenix. I love that. That's great. Uh, all right, man. I got to talk about Ross Chastain for a minute. Um,
0: some solid runs as the season winds down as, as, as Chip Ganassi gets ready to close up shop. Uh, is he, is he stacking the resume a little bit here with some decent
1: runs? He is. Um, yeah, he's had two really good back-to-back runs. He's been the best non-playoff car so far in the playoffs, um, hands down. So, um, yeah i mean obviously he's got the ride with track out so he's set there multi-year deal so he's you know that's the first time he's had a multi-year deal in his career um but yeah i mean it, and, and it's not just him though right like chip Ganassi racing for the past two months or so has been really fast um and ross hasn't put all the finishes together maybe like kurt has but um yeah he's having a, a good end of the year um and I think it really started with that runner up finish at Nashville at the end of June and since then they've shown a ton of speed so I don't want to say he's going to win a race by the end of the year because I think I don't know if a non playoff card's ever won the race under this current format in terms of like the top 16 um Not I'd have to go top back into my some, head no yeah I'd have to do some digging but yeah, I don't know if there is anyone. I think Chastain could do it because they have shown the potential to run up up with the with the playoff guys. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, all right, man, we are going to Bristol. Uh, the
0: Bush brothers have have put on some exciting performances <laughs> there as of late. Uh, Kyle's obviously been incredibly dominant at Bristol. Both are in the bottom half of the standings. Um, you know. Uh, must wins probably not for Kyle he'll probably be able to sneak into the next round but they keep racing like the the first two races of this of this playoff round they're going to be in some trouble Kirk could find himself in some trouble here um you know preview Bristol for us Where, where where are you at
1: I'm excited because at the beginning of the year obviously a lot of the talk even going into the year was about the Bristol dirt race and although it was a fun race, there is nothing like the Bristol concrete race. It's, there's just nothing like Bristol in in general. If I tell people, you know, people ask me, where should I go for my first race, I direct them to Bristol, Tennessee, because that, there's nothing like Bristol. So um, that it has a cutoff race for the second straight year, I think is a great thing. Um, Now, last year we didn't if I recall correctly, we didn't see a lot of chaos last year. Um, But there was also a big points gap. Like Ryan Blaney had a terrible two races. Um, Same with Matt DiBenedetto. So there was really no – I guess William Byron crashed out, and I can't remember if he – same with Cole Custer. I I think they were both on the outside looking in, though. So there's really no change. I think we're going to see a change this year. Um, Because you look at the guys, like William Byron, I think he's in a must win. And who would have thought that, right? Like – yeah. He goes out, yeah. he has 11 top tens in the first 12 races. And then since then, like, I think his average finish is like 14th. Like it's, it's been mediocre compared, especially compared to his teammates, sure. specifically Kyle Larson. Larson. Um, he's in a must win. And I, I don't, I don't see him winning. So same with Michael McDowell. Like I think McDowell, if he hadn't beat himself the last two weeks, I, he'd be in a points battle. I think so too. However, and I would have
0: loved to have seen that. Like, you know, I he, I don't I don't he wouldn't have gotten out of the round of 12, I don't think. But, you know, just to not only make it to the playoffs for the first time, but to it have advanced one round. Now, you know, when we talk about, you know, how, for example, uh, you know, we, we go back and we, we look at the Xfinity series and we talk about, you know, Harrison Burton or, or whomever just making barely maybe making it to the final four uh, and that not being a good year for that. That organization. We, we look at if Michael McDowell had made it to the round of 12. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that that's you know, night and day difference as to why that's a great year for that organization, you know? Absolutely,
1: definitely different perspectives. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, had he not and look, hindsight's always 2020, but you look at Darlington, he's out in the first 35 laps yeah. and with how chaotic that race was, if he just escaped, you're looking, he finished 37th, you're looking at least 20 more points. Yes. He's 38 out right now. And then this past week, and he spent on road three times and finished uh 30th or something like that. Yeah. So if you're, if you get rid of those three penalties, even if he just got one, like you're looking at another five or six points. So you're looking at a 10 point buffer going into the playoffs. That's a lot more reasonable. He's in a must win. And I mean, I think we would both agree not going to win this weekend. You know, uh, you know, Tyler, you know, we add
0: Tyler Riddick into the equation. You know, I, I, you know, he's in a must win. He's the only one that I would uh, say, no, maybe not. Five points out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. I was looking at the wrong column. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, he's, he's one that's sitting down there at the bottom that I could say, man, if I had to pick a dark horse to go out and win this weekend, I just feel like that team is just so close to getting a victory lane. And I want it so bad for them. And that's what I, I think that would be an awesome first win is at Bristol this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think it'll depend on the track. Like, if you can, if it widens out, whether or not he'll have, he'll be in contention for the win, but certainly being five points out. I mean, anything can happen in Bristol. You know, the track, it takes 15 second lap times. If there's a big accident in the middle of the backstretch and you're in turn one, like, there's two or three seconds you have to react. Yep. That's not a lot of time. Yeah, no. So, especially with all the moving, you know, cars around you in your competition. So, um, Prior to the, the you know, when I made out my playoff grid, prior to the round, I had Reddick going to the to the final eight. Um, I was high on this team going into the playoffs. They points raced a lot in the second half of the regular season. I don't know if he gets in. I think he might need help because Kurt Bush is going to run really, really well this weekend, I think. Yep. He's a six-time winner at Bristol. I think Eric Almirola falls out. Uh, he's only, I think, three points to the good. So then you're looking at either Bowman or Reddick, going in and i i mean i would give the advantage to reddick so i would, yeah i'd say Redick makes it but who would have thought hendrick has two cars out in the first round right yeah that's nuts especially you know bowman with three wins too like that's you know yeah that's i mean but he showed no consistency over the summer at all no uh, he got the win at pocono uh he won at dover pre-summer but it's yeah. been a yeah. lot of miss. and if you look at his career historically and statistically like Summers have not treated him well. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of picking up a, you know, an occasional win here or there, but yeah, it's, it's, that's a mystery of how they just similar to Byron. They're just, they didn't, don't have any consistency right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh,
0: All right, man. Uh, Let's, let's wrap with something a little different this time. Um, You know, just announced uh, a little bit ago, the 2022 clash is going to the Los Angeles Coliseum. Uh, You know, it, when we talk about the start of any NASCAR season, it's 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 the clash or whatever we're calling it uh, the week before Daytona in Daytona uh, exhibition race out west before the season
1: kicks off. What do you think, man? Yeah, I was asked about this on serious last week when it kind of picked up some steam. And I think it's a great move by NASCAR. I really do, because it puts some excitement behind the clash, which over the past few years you know we've either expected it to come to be a wreck fest uh with with a super speedway race you know like last year was it yeah it was last year eric jones won it and his car was destroyed yeah um yeah. the whole nose was taken off and then you they put you know nascar takes it off puts it on the road course road course delivered i was going into that into the when was it tuesday night yeah flew in there tuesday night i was going there thinking it was going to be like very spread out and it was but there was a lot of good racing. But to move it to LA a week before the Super Bowl, which, if I'm not mistaken, is in LA, um, you move it to the second biggest media, you know, city in the, in the in the country. I think it's a great move, and you bring it to a historic Coliseum like the LA Coliseum. Um, I'm all for it. Now I get it's a makeshift track; it's going to be expensive, but I'll be curious because I don't think it's been confirmed if NASCAR is going to take the next-gen cars or if they're going to take the current car, the Gen 6, which I think would be the smart move because to my knowledge, I think only teams get seven next-gen cars at the beginning of next year. So you don't want to be in bang and lose one right at the beginning of the year for an exhibition race.
0: Go go break a chassis on one of these old bad boys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you travel across the country, you know, 2,000, however many miles. So. Yeah, that's that's not a good. That wouldn't be good. So I think they do use the Gen Six car, um, although I haven't read the press release, even though it just came out. So maybe they announced it in the press release. Uh, I um, I just skimmed
0: it. I don't see anything about that in there. So
1: okay. So yeah, and then we have I don't know. What do you think about it? Because I think it is a good a good smart strategical decision by NASCAR. Especially with the Super Bowl looming and plus you you make it an event the Daytona 500 essentially the Super Bowl of NASCAR. So you it's similar I think to I don't want to compare it directly to like the AFC NFC championship games, but they have a, the Pro Bowl in between and they have a week to build it up that's similar to this you have a week to build up the LA Coliseum the clash the 500 so I don't know I, I
0: think it's a good move uh, so I, I like that they're doing something different with it because sure.
1: I, I think you
0: know it it got stale um, you know uh, honestly you know I, I'd only watch because I needed to have content to be able to talk about it for the podcast you know because <laughs> I'm not an exhibition you know i don't i think we've had this this conversation you know whether it's you know the the you know the pro bowl you know I, i'm not a big all-star kind of guy or a non non points wins whatever you know i i'm i am I have a hard time buying into that. So I can buy into this because it's new. It's different. uh, It's going to be something we've never seen before. So I'm all about that. So anytime we can get creative with non points paying races, give me the creativity because what better way to go test and see if there's something we can bring to enhance the on track competition um, without it being a cluster bleep at a, you know, uh, you know, it, it's great testing. I'm, I'm all about that. So I'm, I'm all for it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. You bring up being new and different. And I think that's, I mean, that's what we've seen a lot of recently, right? Like Bristol dirt, you had a, a uh, dirt race to the cup series for the first time in however many years, yep. all these new road, the road courses, you know, we put an emphasis on that over the last few years You know, the schedule coming out on on Wednesday, you know, morning and rolling out throughout the day. I mean, you're going to see a track added there with Gateway. As you know, everyone's I'm sure heard of by now. It's it's the St. The St. Louis uh, newspaper I think wrote about it last night. So um, I I like that move too. I mean, there's a lot. It's a good time to be be a NASCAR fan. There's a lot of promise and. Hopefully this next gen car pans out as to how it's designed to. I'm
0: with you. You know, I know I, I, NASCAR's got an
1: opportunity and, you know, things kind of
0: got leaked uh, today, uh, you know, and, and we're not going to talk about it because it, it, it was from a leak perspective. Um, but I, I wish it wasn't. I wish that didn't happen. And I say that because, you know, look at the hype. And even it happens in the NFL too, you know, like the schedule gets leaked, whatever, you know, They make a spectacle about the schedule release in the NFL and teasing out the primetime games and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like NASCAR, now that they're making bigger swings with with the schedule and changes like, you know, if they take that initiative to make a couple big changes each year, like that's something, whether it's, you know, from a live streaming perspective, whether it's letting each track maybe do something on social media like you could create a draw. Uh, in in terms of, you know, your schedule release. And I I hope that's something that NASCAR, you know, takes a bigger look at down the road.
1: That's a good point because, like you said, the NFL does make a big deal out of the schedule unveiling every year. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, From the media standpoint, though, I mean – you got to go after the story i get it i get it i get it (laughs) i didn't break it so you know (laughs) no but i totally get it i I get that perspective of trying to make an event out of it because it is an event and you know i think it was it was either it was last year i think where all of um all of the tracks were coming out uh kind of separately throughout the day and announcing when the you know, yeah. the race or Darlington has two races like that. that's cool. Yep. Um and in tracks and NASCAR could have a unique way of announcing it. Um yeah. but I don't know. The media side of me says go, go after it. the story. I love it. I love it. Fair <laughs> enough, man. I respect
0: that hundred percent. Uh all right, man. Listen, uh tell everybody where they can follow you and, and keep up with the stories and all that good stuff.
1: Of course. Yeah. Go at Dustin Albino on Twitter. Uh, I pretty much live on Twitter. So you'll see me if you, if you follow me Um, and yeah, go to J ski where I, say this to everybody but we're a one-stop shop for all things nascar um you got your truck series your Xfinity series your cup series and we try to be you know as quick and obviously as reliable as possible so definitely check us out
0: i love it all right man lap traffic nation there you have it dustin albino dustin man this was great long overdue and i think this was this was great man absolutely man i always
1: enjoy it thanks for all having
0: me on yeah we'll catch you later Oh, great to catch up with, Dustin. Like I said, long overdue. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube Lab Traffic Podcast, and Twitter, Instagram, all at PC. If you've listened to the show, make sure you go leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, I am so behind the ball on things. I forgot to get new follower shout outs. I said last week I was going to get a giveaway out that I didn't do, uh, but Dustin, followed it up perfectly is with just a it's life yes life has been a little crazy uh so hopefully we'll get back to a little bit more consistent routine here uh and we'll get a giveaway out here over the next couple weeks i promise uh but Stickers and koozies are ready to go. If you want a lap traffic podcast koozie and some stickers, just fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com laptrafficpodcast.com, and I will get those out to you for free. All right, let's keep things rolling. Let's get Aaron Studwell on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at raceweather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore Welcome back to the show. Mr. Aaron Studwell, sir. Good evening, Go Blue.
2: Go blue. Good evening, sir. How are you?
0: Uh, I, I'm good when, when Michigan wins two in a row and, uh, you know, ranked my, you know, 25th, but that's all right. Um,
2: sir, what uh, what were your takeaways from the game Saturday night? Uh, I well, Okay, I, I might be in the minority on this one. I do like the blue pants with the blue jersey.
0: Oh, I thought it was fantastic, especially with the maze out in the stadium. Oh, I yeah. thought it
2: was great. I know some people who didn't like it. I'm like, personally, I'm a big fan of that look. Yeah, no. I'm, it's a great night game look. Yes, it was great. Uh, I'm really impressed. And uh, somebody actually point to me, and I'll, I'll take it and run with it. Boy, you can tell the difference between having Don Brown as the defensive coordinator and this new guy. And yes. I should know the new guy's name. They're playing with passion. They're playing with energy. They're playing to the whistle and beyond. Um, and they're just playing tough. Um, we looked good on offense running game oh, is impressive. And I'm not sure if that's a fat function of maybe Washington was overrated coming in and you say, okay, they lose to Montana and then lose to lose to Michigan. And, um, we got some easier matchups coming up. I shouldn't, I'm not going to discount them, but they should be fairly straightforward games and I'll, I'll own it. I was wrong about the Washington game.
0: Hey, that's all right. Uh, and, Ed- Anytime you're wrong and we get a W, we'll we'll be okay. with
2: I'm good with that. Yes. Yes.
0: So my take, I loved just the packed big house. It looked great. It was beautiful. Um, uh, Like you said, our running game is great. Defense is good. Um, I I wonder, though, if Harbaugh really trusts our quarterback with uh, only 47 passing yards and I think just a handful of attempts throughout that whole game.
2: I I'll, I'll play the other side of that. If if you don't need to pass a lot, I don't think you have to pass a lot. If we're if we're saying we're going to line up and we're going to run at you, you can't stop it. I have no problem running at them and saying you can't stop it because when you throw a pass, two of the things two of the three things that are possible to come out of it aren't good. Dropped, turnover. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, yeah. incomplete or yeah. intercepted.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Well, uh, you know, and like you said, they got a couple easy, you know, I I wonder if it is a true like, hey, he actually has the ability to not show everything on the table, Uh, you know, two weeks in. Like maybe he does have the ability to 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 hold back until we get to the Wisconsin's, the Penn State's and the Ohio State's, Um, you know, that would be nice if that's actually what's going on there.
2: Yeah. I, I, don't, I want to go sideways a little bit on you here with the Ohio State Oregon game. Did you watch that?
0: Uh, I did not, but my phone blew up uh, <laughs> with about five minutes to go in that game. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I watched the first three quarters, and I will say Ohio State looks slow, not slower. They don't look as good on the edge as they have in past years, Yeah, which well- has always been a Michigan flaw.
0: Sure. Sure. I mean, hey, hopefully they still have that flaw in uh, nine more weeks or eleven. I agree. Ten more weeks. Yeah.
2: yeah then, then. Then. Thanksgiving. Then. Yeah. Then. Thanksgiving. Yes. It's like it's like one month before your really favorite holiday.
0: Right. You know it, man. You... I do know it.
2: Uh, what'd you think of the race in this past weekend? Uh, other than Landon being <laughs> kind of having electrical problems. Well, I thought. It, yeah. I. i I'm, I'm gonna. So was Joe Gibbs Racing just sandbagging it? Man, I'm telling you, they uh, they look good.
0: They looked good. Uh,
2: and go Gregson looked good, too. I mean, he's – I don't know what switch flipped on with him.
0: It's 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 crazy. Every once in a while, you know, somebody just gets that Tony Stewart in them, and it's we're going to go mm-hmm. kick ass late in the summer and, and, you know, go on a tear. So –
2: but that's a phenomenal analogy too. That is the best. Yeah, because that's exactly it's like, okay, it's August.
0: Yeah. Here comes smoke. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Uh all right, man. We are headed to the, the last great Coliseum where we got some Bristol night racing Thursday, Friday, Saturday night this week. How are we looking?
2: We are looking okay. Um, I would say Friday and Saturday better than Thursday, and I I have had a couple questions. Um, This will not be the remnants of what is Nicholas now will not impact the race. It's actually going to stay more to the southeast. Uh, Thursday, I have mostly cloudy skies, chance of showers, uh, and that's going to last into the evening hours. Uh, High of 80, race time temperature near 70 so thursday is probably the day we're going to have the biggest risk for a delay but it's also a 9:13 start which is late um for friday the xfinity race variably cloudy skies part p.m showers and thunderstorms these are going to be really these afternoon evening showers and thunderstorms that we get in that region just general instability. that rain chances are really going to drop off uh after sunset so it may be you know if, if a rain shower hits do so we have to worry about drying then it dries pretty quick uh same for saturday uh, except mostly cloudy skies again pm showers and thunderstorms chance uh and again both days race day temps near in the mid 70s so i i think it's better and i'll throw this one out there it's better than your app is showing you right now
0: excellent Excellent. And as Newdorf is famously known for saying, don't app at me. So. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I love it. Uh, how, how, if not to put you on the spot, but how is the weather for the Michigan NIU game looking on uh, Saturday?
2: Are you are going to put me on the spot? I am going to put
0: you on dude, the spot. Da, da, da. That's all right. I can I can hold us on that. Uh, yeah. Like you mentioned earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: scro- I'm scrolling up we, to.
0: We do have a couple if you will uh what would we call old school cupcake games niu rutgers uh and and then we we get into some real big 10 with with wisconsin nebraska uh northwestern msu i mean our big challenges are going to be last three weeks with penn state maryland who looked pretty good and ohio state so
2: and uh, like i've said before i will be at the maryland game yes
0: so you know the the big question is Wisconsin. Uh, you know they took a um, uh, an early season loss uh, week one against uh, Penn State. You know that was a tough open I think for Wisconsin. You know you typically aren't seeing Wisconsin Penn State week one. Uh, you know in in the Big Ten so. Is, is one better than the other? Is there some, some overconfidence on one side or the other? Uh, you know, and then Wisconsin played EMU this week, so we didn't see anything. But this week they play Notre Dame, which we know the shit show that's been. But we'll at least see a little bit more of what Wisconsin really is, I think, this week against Notre Dame.
2: I want to see what Notre Dame really is after they kind of squeaked it out past Toledo. Right? Yes.
0: So we'll uh, – uh, all all good reasons to watch college football
2: <laughs> well I, I can't ever think of a reason good reason to not well maybe weddings and that well, but yes. yes yes um okay so michigan ann arbor saturday noon kickoff yes yes <laughs> okay i just yes. asking. wasn't sure the yep. kickoff time yes um high of 84 um slight chance of afternoon showers i wouldn't wouldn't count on them uh the winds will shift to the north during the latter like during the second half and get kind of blustery so that is the um north end zone you're going to be heading into up towards campus so
1: excellent
0: excellent yeah. Already, sir well, great to catch up with you, everybody. Make sure you follow uh, Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, great to talk with you, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks.
2: You will. Have a great evening, and uh, take care. Thanks. We'll catch you soon. Later. See ya.
0: All right. Let's get to this week's Lucky Dog and lapdown Picks. You guys know the drill. After Race Weekend, you can tweet your Lucky Dog lapdown Picks. I'll read them, tag you guys uh, after the show. Uh, My lucky dogs for this weekend, Michigan football and Ross Chastain, uh, lap down Detroit Lions football. You know it. Uh, All right. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog at Joe Gibbs Racing Cars. Have become competitive in the first round. Lap down, Michael McDowell. If it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck right now. I love it. Brian at Stormin' B81, lucky dog. I'm going with Chase Elliott. Had his issues, fought hard to get the lap back, and went for a top finish. Lap down, McDowell. Yes, he was a long shot, but three speeding penalties on pit road won't help at all. Uh, 100%. You heard Dustin and I talk about that a little bit ago rowdy at the rowdy dragon lucky dog martin Turex jr continues to dominate the short track and a shout out to the 42 ross chastain is showing that he's for real yes sir Lap down. Kurt Busch has to really work hard to get through the next round. Hey, we've seen him win at Bristol before. Who knows? Uh, well, I'd love to see Kurt Busch keep going. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog going to JGR for starting the playoff strong. Lap down. Going to myself for missing the race to go to the Indians game just to see them get a no hit by the Brewers. Ouch. That's brutal. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog, Martin Trix. Clinching a spot in the round of 12 with the win at Richmond. Additional lucky dog to NASCAR for how they remembered the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. And all the fans standing and cruise on pit road before Xfinity and Cup races. No lap down this week. Matt, 100% great call. I loved every single thing about that. Had goosebumps. I loved it. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire Lucky Dog Truex, glad to see someone who does so much for so many wins. Uh, Lap down this package at this track, got bored and started doing things outside. Not cool. I hear ya. Uh, And Tristan at Tristan Cole Lucky Dog Richmond Noah Gregson Junior Motorsports truex jgr kyle larson uh all cars that survived uh tommy joe martins uh lapped down kurt bush william byron tommy joe martins i love it all right guys that's the lucky dog lap down picks let's close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. we got eight race weekends to go to settle the score. I can't wait to see who wins the championship this year because it's been heated. We've got position switching, all that good stuff. Right now, joining me on the line, he's one of the two guys that had week high this past week. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Bradley Carnes. It's Brad Carnes. What's up, man? How are you?
2: I'm good, buddy. How are
0: you? Oh, I'm awesome, man. Um, I, I'm kind of accepting reality in that I just need to be happy that I made the playoffs for the first time in my own <laughs> league and knowing that I'm not going... Further in the playoffs, so I'm,
2: I'm it's not it, looking too good for you, it's
0: not looking good, just an atrocious week one. But that's okay, baby steps. We made the playoffs next year, we can actually focus on doing something in the playoffs. So, uh, but man, you had a great week, uh, Ty Gibbs, Martin Turex Jr., for 98 points plus two bonus points that'll carry over for you here when we s- reset the points after this week at bristol uh nice job there but uh what'd you think of the racing this weekend at richmond
2: i thought it was terrible just like every other richmond race (laughs) the xfinity cars put on a hell of a show and the cup cars get out there and it's a snooze fest
0: yeah you know I've, i've i've seen it thrown around a lot that um the xfinity series is the is the series to watch this year? You know, it's in years past. It's hey, you want to have some fun on a Friday night? Throw on the truck race, you know, we, we, and 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 then watch Cup. And this year, the level of competition in the Xfinity Series, the on-track racing product for the Xfinity Series, has just been absolutely incredible. And hey, go figure. Give them more horsepower. The racing tends to be a little better. Isn't that crazy how that works out?
2: doesn't even matter what track they go to. They put on a hell of a show everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, all right, let's 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 recap the standings here. Uh, in first place with 288 points is Henry Fletcher. Brad, you are currently in second with 267. Charles LaPearl in third with 253. Josh Neal in fourth with 252. Chad Robin fifth with 249. Stephen DFS NASCAR guy and Glenn Atkins are in sixth with 248. Jeff Bevin in seventh with 247. John Etwinsel in eighth with 245. Just Rose in ninth with 244. John King in 10th with 241, Fred LeClaire in 11th with 228, Stephanie in 12th with 201, Matt Camper in 13th, 185, Michael from the Blind Spot Podcast in 14th with 183, and yours truly, The Professor, in last place with 145. Uh, Man, to to pick up four spots... I need people to forget to send their picks in. That is the only chance I think I have of making it to the next round. Um, so there's that. But uh, all, right, gotta all right, man. You got
2: to be optimistic.
0: Always got to look for the positive.
2: Somebody's uh, pick is going to wreck this week. It's right. Bristol.
0: Right. Uh, all right, man. What do you say? You ready to make some picks? Yes, sir. All right, lap traffic fantasy players. We're headed to Bristol, baby, for the last race of round one. I think I've said this a lot lately. We do not have an active Chevy winner. Kevin Harvick is the last Chevy winner, and he drives for Ford, obviously. And Harvick is our most recent winner at Bristol, picking up this win last year in the playoffs. And who would have thought that was his last win? Uh, both of last year and of this year. He has not won since Bristol last year. Uh, We've seen some great battles as of late with the Bush brothers at Bristol who both need some help right now in the playoffs. Can Chevy put one in the win column at the last great Coliseum? We'll find out this weekend, but first it's time for our picks. Truck race Thursday night. Brad, who do you got?
2: Oh, this one was hard, uh, but I'm going to stick with who's hot. I'm going to go with Creed.
0: Creed, solid pick. Um, I'm not getting crazy outside the box on this one. I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. Um Over to the Xfinity Series. Who do you got for Friday nights?
1: Let's go with old Justin Allgaier.
0: Justin Allgaier. I like that one. Uh, I am going to go with, and see, this, this burned me on week one because I went with a guy that I hadn't picked all year. Uh, and I think I'm doing that again with this pick, but we need some luck. I'm going to go with Daniel Hemrick on Saturday night, or a Friday night for the Xfinity Series. He's
2: and then, eventually got to win, right?
0: That's what I'm saying, and that's what <laughs> I keep saying about myself in the Fantasy League. So, uh, all right. Saturday night, who do you got?
2: Oh, we're going to go with Kyle Busch.
0: Kyle Busch. I love it. I mean, why not? He's the most winningest driver there, and it's active right now. So I love Just it. Just trying
1: to play it safe.
0: Yes. that's. I mean, you're in a good spot to have that uh, mindset. I love it. Um, I, I, I'm either out this week or I'm not. So let's go with 0 for the win. One last time, see if we can get something going there. So Kevin Harvick for me, Saturday. I night. hope
2: your pick's right.
0: I'd, I'd be a-okay if my pick was right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, if he never wins another race, though, his last two wins were the Bristol Night Race and the Southern 500. So.
0: Absolutely, I love it. I love it. All right, man. Best of luck. Maybe we'll talk to you one more time or two before this thing's over.
2: We plan on it.
0: All right, man. We'll catch you soon. All right, Lat Traffic Nation. That is going to do it for episode 257 of the Lat Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, the Facebook, YouTube, the Lat Traffic Podcast, Twitter at Lat Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Dustin Albino, Aaron Studwell, and Brad Carnes for calling in. Uh, sorry to break the news to you. Couple of best stuff shows for the next two weeks, but I will be back strong for episode 260. I promise you that. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!